This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, uh, I am sitting here next to somebody that I've done 130 some odd, some even some odd podcasts with, <laughs> James Frazier. Oh my gosh, Eric Nordoff. What are you doing here? Uh, I don't know. You invited me over for some podcast that you're doing. <laughs> I heard you run a podcast. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. We don't want to bring out uh, Chris. So for those of you that listen to the Courage Cast and have never listened to me in my previous life as a <laughs> walker stalker, you would not know what I'm talking about. But I'm sitting here with my buddy, James, my neighbor, James, who we started a podcast about four years ago Yeah, called The Walker Stalkers after a... Big trip down. We're not going to do the whole all the, the details. Story. Yeah. I don't want to tell the story over again. We've told it enough. But basically, you and I did a podcast together mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what was that like working with me on this podcast and this journey? It was. For you? It was some of the best moments of my life, Eric Nordoff. Yeah, yeah. I miss it dearly. Uh, it's not the same without you. Mm. But uh, no, I I love coming over here, sitting right where we are right now, and. And, uh, you know, yeah, we were actually, we started over there in that corner. Yeah. I just noticed the snowball (laughs) sitting up there. I Uh, think of you every time I look at that blue snowball. Yeah. That was our first microphone. It was. Um, but no, it's, it's like old times walking over. Yeah, it is, man. It's good. It's good. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Um, I knew when I started this part, I mean, the Walker stalkers has been a big part of my journey to, to even doing this podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, uh, number one, it gave me, I, we had a blast. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun and I miss it. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that, that I miss more than anything is just sitting down with you and having uh, just some guy hang time. Right. Yeah. That, that's that's really what it was. It really was. And I told you that when, you know, at the end of it, it all of our run together, it was that's, that's really the part that I miss the most is yeah. just sitting and talking. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad you got all the kinks out over on Walker Shockers podcast. <laughs> so now that you've got everything together and sounding great over here. I don't know if I really did ever get all the kinks out. I no, mean, but at least your number one podcast on this one sounds a heck of a lot better than, <laughs> yeah, than that's number one on true. the Walker Shockers. That's probably true. So we did a podcast for those of you listening. We did a podcast about the walking dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was our uh, our favorite TV show at the time. Lost was over, another TV show that you and I both bonded over. Mm-hmm. We started this podcast on the Walker Stalkers, and it, it not only on the Walking Dead, but not only did it like I just thought we would just do some hang time right. and and dream about being zombies on the Walking Dead one day, but it turned into something way more than that. And way more than I even wanted it to, um, <laughs> that I even, I mean, I did want it to, but I knew there was some constrictions for me, um, along the way. But, but one of the things I loved is that you, you were persistent with me and you were patient with me because I, I you know, I, yeah, well, no, I, I look the whole thing. I wanted to do it with you. Yeah. Um, you know, we started together doing it. So when we, when the podcast developed into you know conventions and so on, I wanted to do it with you. It, right. it couldn't, you know, there you you 
quickly offered, you know, hey, you go do the convention thing, and well, I'm happy sitting here doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't feel right. And right. there's still, I mean, I, even to this day, you know, uh, Dave Solo, who's now kind of become the co-host now on the podcast, he's not as good as me. Well, let's just put it. It's out just there. different. And I'm just kidding. And, he's great. I yeah, love Dave. No, Dave is Dave is wonderful. But it's just it is different. Sure. And, and so. Uh, you know, it, it always had to be really, it started with us. Right. Yeah. It was very pure. I mean, you and I just, we were fans of the show. We started this podcast. Uh, you had done a lot of these conventions before. I'd never been to a con- one of these like comic cons mm-hmm. before. And so you knew this world and what the potential would be for it. And, uh, and I kind of ran on your coattails in many ways, well, I would think. You know, it was never, even when we started, it wasn't a, a, a business idea. It was like, hey, let's do something around the fandom that we've kind of, uh, I don't know, I'm not saying we brought it to the forefront, but we really started to bring the Walking Dead fandom together. Yeah, it, we 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 created, We it wasn't like we saw this grand master plan no, of no. like, we, we, it was just we did the next thing that we thought would be... Well, the right thing to right. do. And we were inclusive. We right. were always inclusive. So mm-hmm. if we brought an actor on, we were bringing in, you know, attend not attendees, but, but listeners to be a part of it. So it was always important to have other people's input and being a part of things. This feels good. Having you here, James. It does. It feels, just, it's I'm very just, natural. I'm just looking at you and I'm just like, this feels like two years ago. Well, it doesn't even feel like it's been two years. I know. It feels like it's just been a few, a few days. Um, so, so we're, I, I asked you to come on because, yeah. There's a lot of things I admire about you. Okay. Okay. There's some things I don't admire about. I'm no, sure, I'm just kidding. I, no, I've got no. my faults for sure. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, there's a lot of things I admire about you. And one of them is the fact that you have this knack to just pursue something and you will not quit until you've like, I'm reading this book called Chase the Lion mm-hmm. and I see you as the the guy in Second Samuel that that uh, that went and saw a lion, hunted it down, down into a, a, a cave, mm-hmm. and killed it and dragged it home. And that's who you are, to me. Okay. That's what you did. I mean, it was largely, uh, it was largely you being so persistent and pursuing the the whole Walker Stalkers conventions and the way it grew, I don't think it would have grown without your aggressiveness. Well, it wouldn't, and it wouldn't have grown without your uh, cautious optimism. <laughs> it, but it's true. It, I mean, it sounds we, so we've, wimpy. We we've, we've talked so much. No, but it was so important that, and you know, I it's taken you know a handful of people to kind of become that that fill that void in terms of of whoa, James, slow down, you know, mm-hmm. type thing, but. When, when we put on the the when we did the Kickstarter and we started putting it out there that we were doing this event, I don't even think neither one of us knew what we were doing nor what we actually were what we had at right. that point. I think when you know USA Today picked it up and the Rolling Stone and and started talking about it, I was like, oh wow, you know this is this is a bigger deal maybe than we thought it was, right? And when we started to get people going, you know, bring it to this city or bring it to that city, it was at that point it was like, all right, maybe we really have something that we didn't know we did. And then I think at that point, that's when it began to pursue yeah. th- that we should really, you know, do this and see where it goes. Um, You're a lawyer is your background. Sure. Um, and uh, so that, that came in very handy 
in the whole process. Yeah. Like you having that experience and being able to laugh at, I remember one experience that was hilarious to me was even in the face of um, some very big executives, <laughs> you know, some executives from our quote unquote competitor. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were much bigger mm-hmm. than we were at the time. I think we had done maybe two conventions. This was our second, uh, during our second convention, we went out and, and I think those guys, yeah, we, it, somehow it, we met them. So it was right. Uh, are you talking about in Atlanta at the... It might have been Atlanta. Yeah, at right? the Walking Dead escape. Remember? Right. That's where it was. Yep. Yep. So I think it was. this was leading up to the second Atlanta event. Yeah. But yeah, right. I, I, I mean, I remember that because the one thing I can say about us and still to this day is we do things the right way. We, we try to, at every point, do things almost to the benefit of other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's probably going to be a handful of people that, you know, have, we've let go that will probably disagree with that statement, but they kind of brought their own means to their own end. Mm-hmm. But then there was probably going to be, we've learned we can't please every attendee, but we've always tried to do things the right way. So when we were confronted very early on, and it was at Chicago, that Wizard World did show up. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I think too, we knew then that, all right, if they're coming to check us out, then not only we're doing things the right way, but we're a threat. Right. And, but I do remember standing there talking to those guys because they really did try to sabotage us. Yeah. I mean, it's very clear and just sitting there saying it to their face and having them deny it. I mean, it was awesome. Well, they were just sort of backtracking. Oh, 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 we've never met somebody like you. And I was just, I I was literally just a a participant watching Mm -hmm. you because you were literally like just right, right, not in their face. You weren't even angry. Like you were smiling. No, I was joking you with them. You were calling them yeah. out. You were yeah. joking, but you were serious. Yeah. Like it was, it was an amazing trait that you, that you had. So, um, so I kind of just wanted to dive into, uh, what, what it is that, that drives you. I mean, wh- why, why did it drive you so much? Well, you I think, I, I think I, in all truthfulness, I never really enjoyed practicing law. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was more of a profession by necessity. You know, coming out of of school, being married, having one Kids. child, going all right. I wanted to be a social studies education teacher. Well, you wanted I, to be several things. Well, you wanted to be a professional golfer, right? Well, you, you kind of had a passion. Well, for I that. had I, for there was a year there, yeah. but th- but really. You know, I wanted to be a social studies education teacher, and I wanted really? to go. I did, and I want, but ultimately, I want because, and I wanted to go back and run the drama department at my high school. Oh, that's true. I could see you doing yeah. that. And when we had Jaden, my <laughs> oldest, I realized that twenty eight thousand dollars a year wasn't going to go very far <laughs> in Florida, in especially. Florida, and, and you know how long it takes you to make even something in the forties was going to be years upon years. And I realized at that time that it wasn't going to be feasible. Uh, for us to do. So I decided at that point that I would go to law school mm-hmm. and really did it completely out of necessity to to make a better living. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I had a great job coming out of law school, moved to Orlando and bought a house. And then about a week later, they decided they weren't going to hire any of their first year interns. Aww. And so I had to go find a job and doing personal injury. And I didn't want to do personal injury, but I needed to make money. So I did ended up doing that for 13 years. But wow. always... Did you start off on your own right away? Uh, or did you partner with somebody? A year and a half after working, I started on my own. Because wow. I just couldn't work for somebody. Yeah. Or maybe I, maybe maybe somebody <laughs> didn't want me working for them. But... You I, have a very sarcastic sense yes, of humor. Yes, I do. Put it that way. I do. Um, the... 
the big the biggest thing was is that I always told Danielle, my wife, that if I was going to uh, if I could ever find something that I loved that replaced the income or, or even came close to it, I was going to leave practicing law, uh-huh. and so. Um, that was probably the thing that, that motivated me the most once I realized what we had. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing too, now more than anything, the two things that motivate me are always wanting to give everybody a better experience at what we do. And the other thing is fear. The other thing I would say is fear is that I, I still am very humble about the fact that I get to do what I get to do. Like mm-hmm. you don't grow up saying I'm going to run conventions. Right. And you also don't, you know, there's also only probably maybe a dozen people in the world that actually do what I do. Right. So I'm very humbled by the, the, that it is honored I get to do it. But I also feel that even now, four years of doing this, that at any moment it could be taken away. So you that's know, the fear part. That's the fear part. Mm-hmm. That that at any moment, you know, things could change. Regulations could change. That, you know, somebody comes along and has a better idea than what I've got and and people don't want to go to our events anymore. Right. And, and you know, so it, it, that's that's the thing that continues to motivate me is that I want a better experience for everybody but at the same time I, I want the better experience because I don't want to lose what what we've accomplished. And, and there is a great weight of responsibility too in the fact that you know, we have you know, half a dozen employees but we have you know, really 40, you know, subcontractors that come to every single event and right. I know they depend on that income too. Mm-hmm. So it's, I really want this thing to, to last a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think a lot of people look on the outside and say, Oh, it must be just, you know, you've got the life, you know, you got, you got everything you would mm-hmm. ever want, mm-hmm. but people don't realize that with greater responsibility, uh, becomes, well, I guess with great, with greater growth comes mm-hmm. greater responsibility sure. and that responsibility, if it's handled right, you should be afraid, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, d- definitely. Because, you know, like, um, something that just came up in the last two weeks is um, a convention company in, uh, Seattle got sued, a class action lawsuit claiming that, um, volunteers should be paid as W2 employees that a for-profit company cannot hire, uh, volunteers, or you cannot volunteer for a for-profit company, only mm. nonprofits. So therefore, you are technically a wage wage earner. Okay. So they're being sued for essentially two years class action of back wages for hundreds of volunteers. Oh my gosh! How can you even do that? Well, can you- I, I mean, you can. Right. I mean, you can sue for anything, but it's got the whole convention industry in a buzz, and and you know we've always. Like I said, we've always done it the right way. So I'm looking at it going, all right, well, what's it really cost us if we just paid everybody? Mm-hmm. If we just decided this year we're going to pay, and it's really not a lot when right. you pay somebody minimum wage mm-hmm. to you know to work 10 to 13 hours for a weekend. Right. It would so, change so, things, but right. it could be done. But it's got everybody in a panic. Mm-hmm. you know. And, and so... Because you run how many conventions now? Well, we'll do, year. We'll do 16 year. conventions and then two other events, which is the... Well, one internationally, no, two, sorry, 15, 15 domestic, two in London and the cruise. That's amazing. How many of them are Walker stalkers and how many of them are, uh, heroes and villains? I think there are nine Walker stalkers and six heroes and villains. Wow. That's great. Yeah. It's a good balance. And, um, you know, it's just, we want to make sure that of course we follow the laws. So if, if that is the law, which 
the industry has been doing comic cons for, you know, 50, 60 years and they've Mm -hmm. never done this. Right. But if it, you know, if that's the law and we want, and you know, we need to align ourselves and of course we're going to do it, but it's got the whole industry in in a a bit of a panic because nobody really knows what to do and address it. But I think we're going to end up paying everybody this year. I think we're going to end up paying our volunteers. Wow. Uh, And they won't be volunteers at that point. No, they will be regular people ambassadors or something like that. (laughs) I don't know what, what we call them, but they won't be volunteers anymore. But you know, it's just, Trying to treat people with respect and doing it the right way and then just expecting the same. Yeah. Yeah. Backed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, Pat Flynn, we did an interview with mm-hmm. him uh, on his podcast, Smart Passive Income. We talked, shared our story. If people want to listen to that, they can. They can hear much more detail about our story. But um, there's a like a chat room going on. There's like a group chat going on now uh, oh. with people interacting, mm-hmm. which you could go on there and, okay. you know, make a sarcastic comment or something. If yeah. You want to. I, I'm terrible. Yeah. Of course that. me being this, you know, Oh the, no, the straight laced guy. I always say it. As a matter of fact, I, I said something yesterday uh, where I was at the office and, Oh, we were talking about award shows and I was just like, I, I hate award shows. I said, it's just so <laughs> self-serving. I said, it's just like if we just decided here at the company that we were going to host our own award show, broadcast it and give each other awards and tell each other how great we were. <laughs> the Dundies. Like, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and I'm like, that, it's the stupidest thing in the world. I'm like, I'm like, see, this is why people don't like me. I'm like, and this is why people like Derek. <laughs> Because, that's right because i would be like trying to find the well the, you were the, the good side you were, of it. you were the warm one the mm-hmm. the the i mean we were both very kind but you were definitely always the 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 one that walks you know people opening with open arms welcoming right. and stuff and i would smooth and, them over yeah and i was a little bit more the cautious yeah but uh, that's part of for me that was my own issue because that, that was partly me and my fear issues that i deal with all the time you know so that's what i talk about on the courage cast is like you know i need to find it because I need to stop people pleasing. So the reason I did that was because I wanted. You are a yes like man, me. Eric Nordoff. That is right. Yes. That got me into trouble. Yeah, but but it got into good trouble too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, you know, I always see everybody posting like your resolution for this year. Just say yes to everything, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I love that movie. But, but, yes, um, man. Yes, man. Yeah, that's right too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that definitely is is just true about the two of us. Is I you don't mind. Uh, being the bad guy either. At least you don't come across like you do. You're more willing. Uh, no. Well, I think, I think that's one of the, the misnomers in life or the, or the misconceptions, I should say, is that sometimes you got to be the bad guy and you have to be willing to draw the line. To, mm-hmm. I mean, really to protect yourself. And, um, but it also depends on understanding where your own place is mm-hmm. you know for the longest time especially when we started this we had to understand that we were new people didn't know who we were we kind of had to roll over on a lot of things right and to accommodate certain things and now as we've grown you know we we've we don't need to be walked on anymore we don't have to say yes anymore and that's one of the biggest things that i think maybe i wish i would have done much earlier mm-hmm. is is understood or educated myself even more even though we tried to educate ourselves sure as much as possible is that is to know where I don't need to roll over on mm-hmm. that. Know that I maybe have more leverage than I think. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, doing 18 events, I understand we have great leverage because it's, you know, it's, it's, it, there is the, the great respect that the actors determine that they want to come to our events, mm-hmm. but the, we don't have to, 
um, say yes to everything just to get them there anymore. Right. That would have been hard for me. Mm -hmm. Growing like that, that would have Mm -hmm. been really hard to start saying no to some of the the actors that we loved and loved to see, but we just can't. It's not it's not major stuff. It's just it's it's silly things like you know, somebody wanting per diem on a on a day that the you know on a travel day, mm-hmm. like you you know we're already covering your flight. I mean, right. you know, it, it's just it's and it's a lot of silly stuff like that. But it's just we don't have to always. We do have maybe a little bit more self self value, I should say, in in what we're able to do. But then also, you know, when you get to that point where you've said yes for so many years, it is it is hard to now say no. But it is also um, a bit refreshing that you can, mm-hmm. because I'll give, give a great instance here, and it's just actually yesterday kind of resolved. But you know, for years there's a, there's a uh, an agent who's got some great talent. Um, none of them Walking Dead, but they, you know, we we've really whatever he's told us, and really for most part, if an agent tells us this is their guarantee, they hit it. This is a good number. We trust them on it. Right. Um, and and that's built on, of course, on relationships. We had an agent who now for four years, I think one time out of all of his actors, they've actually had the guarantee. And we've paid lots and lots of money out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And finally, all those contracts are gone and we don't have to, we don't have any of them lined up for the year. And he, of course, is trying to get, you know, people to come this year. But I made it very clear to him. I said, your, your deals have been bad. We've lost tens of thousands of dollars on your clients. Mm-hmm. And I said, this year, if you want your clients to come, it's going to be at numbers that they will hit or come very close to and that too that you're going to su- you know supply support staff for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i said because you don't do a good job at it you right. don't send support staff therefore they don't know when to be at their tables so they don't maximize their earning revenue and we end up having to try to do it while we're running our convention mm-hmm. the guy took great offense to it he did and, oh great offense you know, what do you mean? I don't know. You know, don't have. Was this a verbal conversation? No, it was an took? email. Okay. Email. So it was an email. Got but it, it was okay. long overdue. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, because there's there's a, an actress who he really would love to place with us for the year. Uh-huh. And uh, again, a, not a Walking Dead actress, but he would love to place. But he's probably got her, what her guarantee is twice. And then just so people are listening, you know, when these actors come, they have a base guarantee of what they're supposed to make for the weekend. Sure. And he's got it at double. And, you know, he's told me that she'll hit it, but I've talked to other promoters where she's been and she hasn't even come close. So I know he's lying to me. And, mm-hmm. and, and now in hindsight, I realize how, how, because we were new and we were saying yes to all these deals, right? we really should have done that kind of research. Mm-hmm. But the nature of, of the heart behind it is always look, think that the other person, give the other person the benefit of the doubt. Of course. But to the point now where we've now lost... I would say on his clients, at least a hundred thousand dollars paying out in guarantees, you know, to say to him, this is how it's going to go or else you don't bring anybody. Right. And, um, you know, and finally being able to say that to somebody. So at first he was offended. Then what? He's still offended. Still offended. (laughs) Yeah. He's still offended. But, and, 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 and offended to the point that we're the one, one client that he, that we would probably want and he would want to continue with us. He said, well, you know, if, it sounds like you just don't want to work with me and you mm-hmm. don't like what I do and I don't want you to treat my clients bad. So I'm going to let you have this guy mm-hmm. and just not not deal with it. And I said, no, you're mistaken. I said, I do want to work with you. Mm-hmm. But I said, I want you to understand from our side how bad we're getting walked over. Right. And that sure. we can't do that again. And it feels good to finally like tell the 
like fully be fully well, sure. truthful with with the guy. Well, sure, and 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 I would say almost all the agents I'm I have that relationship with now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's I don't have that with him because he doesn't come. Mm-hmm. He just sends his clients uh, and expects them to perform, right? And, and then, doesn't care if they one if they perform well while they're there. Two, what the guarantee shortage is and how it impacts us. Right. Where almost all agents are mindful of that, and they know that. If this industry is going to succeed or if our brand is going to succeed, we can't take guarantee hits across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, they want their clients to do well. Yeah. And we always built in, you know, if guarantees are going to be short, there's just a little bit of room, but not to the level where this guy was with the clients. And so, it, you know, it, it's it's refreshing to be able to tell somebody, not not anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, not we're not going to do that anymore. Um but again, it goes back to really just understanding what your self-worth is. And I think we, we have a better grasp on that now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wish in hindsight, we would have had a little bit more self-worth in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so but, a, a lot more, uh, your, your worth was, was just lower uh, at that point because you well, we didn't had un- been... We didn't understand our place sure. in the grand scheme of things. I mean, now we look at the, the landscape and we see that where we're continuing to grow and grow aggressively. But at the same time, I think we've, we're at a comfortable level with the number of events that I don't know if we'll do more. I mean, maybe we do a handful more, Yeah, but nothing where we're doubling our growth. Do you think you're going to use fear uh, to keep you from getting prideful and arrogant about the whole thing? Sure. Cause people, cause people are going to say the bigger you get when you're the big dog in the, you know, in the, in the race and the hunt, whatever uh, people are going to say, ah, that's, you know, that's, James Frazier, that's the Walker Stalkers, and they're they're completely they're huge now, and they they don't take care of their people anymore. Well, we take care of our people, mm-hmm. and I think my people would say I take care of my people. Yep, I think my attendees that know me would say I take care of my people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not lost the the ability to be approachable, although I think everybody always felt you were much more approachable than I was. Right, but but they once, couldn't come to me anymore. <laughs> right, but once but once they knew that. Once people understand how approachable I really am, they, I think they they, think they so do too. it. But you know, it, it's it, I like telling our story, and I like people knowing our background and who we are still because it gives them an understanding of of what we actually are. Right. I, I'm really looking forward to the the documentary coming out. Yeah, tell me yeah. about that. When is what's so the status it, it's, on that? It, it'll be ready for Chicago, which is the end of March. Oh. Um, and it tells our story. But it also tells our story and the story of our 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 staff. It tells mm-hmm. the story of our attendees, uh, the story from the perception of a lot of the great actors and guests that we've had. But it really, the thing that I, in the pieces that I've seen in, in pre- pre- you know, preparing for it to come out, it's the, it really captures um, the heart mm-hmm. of why we do this. Mm-hmm. And it still is so much. Uh, about you know going and and the the moments that we have and there are so many experiential um, YouTube videos out there. If you if you were to YouTube Walker yeah. Stalkers, so many people like we're on our way to Walker Stalkers and, and yeah, here we and, go and and, 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 and and it is. And one thing that we're really trying to emphasize this year um, is uh, where we do. I think we do a spectacular job in Atlanta of building that community for mm-hmm. that convention is trying to bring that to all the cities this year. Mm, mm. So bringing back the evening events and, and some of the, the fan interaction type stuff where fans are getting together because it is about not only going and, and 
you know, meeting the celebrities and seeing all these amazing artists and vendors and panels, but it is also about meeting other people that same that share the same passion as you. Right. I, I think that's the thing that we've um, one. That's what we were built on because obviously everybody that works for us and all the volunteers, they all shared the same passion that you and I did. Yeah. And and ultimately that's why this thing's a success. Yeah. I mean, you and I spearheaded it, but without all those people going, hey, I can manage volunteers and I can draw and I can, you know, make banners and I can <laughs> right. run a website. Mm-hmm. We would not be uh, where we are. Oh, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, it, it's, it's so much a part of the community. And that's the other thing that I miss the most is just the, the, the people in the community. Um, uh, so it, it, it it's, uh, it's great to see how it's all kind of come together and that you guys are really strong and you've learned a lot of lessons and you feel like maybe this year, it can kind of, kind of. I think all this come will be together. The, it is, and this year will be the year. I mean, we are so far ahead in terms of planning for this year. Yeah, we're really taking advantage. We have our longest break right now, which is two and a half months, and we're really taking advantage of uh, getting ready for the entire year. Yeah, and you know, we made we made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, we made some some really poor calculated decisions in terms of Just business decisions. Uh, sure. You know, in, in terms of some side projects and in terms of, of, you know, just cities just and getting things distracted. Like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and not and thinking we have our core business pretty much settled and, and we can kind of expand things. Well, we learned really quickly that that was not right. And right. so all the, the the dust is cleared from that stuff and we're ready to go for this year and we we have a really i would say 2016 we struggled mm-hmm. we we really did and we struggled because of some bad decisions but because of the struggle we now understand how what every single decision we make what it costs us yeah yeah across That's the board huge. it is really it's huge mm-hmm. and i don't know if we were continuing to be successful well, and we, our events were a success but be, the other bad decisions made those events not, not as successful because, well, they were a success, but not as profitable. So therefore we couldn't just spend money at a whim. Yeah. You know, we had to be very tight with it and frugal with it and having to have to do that. Now, now we understand, well, you know, an average guest bringing them in matter if they're, you know, Andrew Lincoln, or if they're, you know, uh, somebody who's been on the walking dead for one episode, it costs us five to $7,000 to bring that person in either way. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. And yeah. so when you go 42 actors, that's a lot that's of people lot bringing of in people, a lot so of then you go, So then you go, you know what? The bottom five or 10, <laughs> I don't know if they're really necessary. I don't know if people are buying tickets for them. So let's go 25. Mm-hmm. And if we go over a few, we go over a few, but 25 out of 42, you know, that's 15. Right. Oh, you know, 70, you know, you're over a hundred grand right, right there mm-hmm. and, and, and a profit swing. Mm-hmm. So understanding how all these things work, and there's so many other little things yeah. that, we, that we've learned. To- so financially, you've learned a lot of things. I mean, a lot of people want want to have success. Like, they mm-hmm. think it's an overnight success, you know? And and I think the le- one of the lessons I learned from just watching you guys over uh-huh. the last two years, since I've not been a part of it, is um, how... Uh, how you've, you understand now that you wouldn't be in... You have so much more knowledge now mm-hmm. and you can be grateful for that mm-hmm. you didn't want it so quickly a lot of people want it really fast mm-hmm. but then they miss out on all of the the valuable 
nuggets of lessons they yeah can yeah i mean it, it, so it kind of went that's exactly right we you know we had two solid years and then we had a really a year of struggle and only because of our own poor decisions mm-hmm. um and now we're in, in lined up to to have a really successful year to where mm-hmm. we're going to do very very well mm-hmm. and so we learned so much but the you know uh, in my workout room in my house, you know, I've got the whole, I've got, you know, all different sports pictures, but I have that. There's a, you know, this Michael Jordan, you know, quote, but essentially he goes through like how many shots he's missed in his career, how many last second shots he's missed, how many, you know, games he's lost and all that stuff. He says, you know, each of those times I failed, but if without those failures, you know, it's why, I, or those failures are why I I succeed. Right. And, and so that's exactly right. I mean, Walker Soccer's, yes, it's turned out to be a great success and heroes and villains is doing well. And, you know, we're developing FanFest, the, the news outlet and as a natural kind of arm of it. But, you know, I had two or three different law practices with two or three different attorneys that felt that mm-hmm. did not succeed. You know, I had a title company that of course lost out when, when we, uh, uh, when the market collapsed, mm-hmm. uh, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, yeah, somewhere mm-hmm. around there, yeah. um, which was you know terrible. Um, struggled mightily reopening your practice after that, out from scratch, and then moving here to try to you know to Nashville to try to kind of reset myself was always a struggle. Still, mm-hmm. you know, getting in and practicing. So, but it, I never stopped. I never didn't get up a day and work as hard as I could, and so. You just have to be willing to work hard. And we did. You I mean you and I, we worked tremendously hard. We yep. were up, you know, four or five in the morning mm-hmm. working and, and we would work through the day and then and, and the evening and um you know, we it, it was it was a lot of hard work. Right. I mean we were we were in tears, I remember on Saturday <laughs> night, the first convention we did. Right. But we got our butts kicked and and but we worked hard at it. But it was it was extremely difficult and we, you know, we probably spend our wheels in a lot of ways we didn't need to. Um, but that was part of the learning curve. Yeah. So kind of looking back, kind of finishing up our conversation. Mm-hmm. So looking, looking back, I mean, you, um, uh, it, it, you just, just you going through your journey mm-hmm. of your law practice and mm-hmm. the title company and mm-hmm. kind of your journey from where you started right after law school to, to now, um, where do you, I mean, do you, a lot of it was hard work. What I hear from you a lot. And I think one of the other things you said to me was, was hard work is really, I mean, you just, you basically just see something and you, you do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily stop and, and pray or ask God or, or wait, or you weren't really good at waiting. I'm just curious. Okay. So where does that, that play? All right, so that's, there's been a lot of times in my life where, um, you know the the prevalent prayer, and and I pray. The what I pray? pray? The prevalent isn't that the word? The prevalent prayer. I mean, you are, yeah, praying. You know, the fervent, the fervent prayer. Ferv- I don't know. Prevalent. Prevalent. Fervent. 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 Flubberant. Flavorful. I, I just flubbered the word, <laughs> but the 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 idea that you know uh, the concept of, of you know praying consistently and over and over. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and and I pray daily. I I you know I pray you know with my family, I pray with my wife, I pray, you know, when I go to sleep at night and, but there's a lot of me that just, I feel I, that by faith, you just got to live sometimes. And it's not, it, and it's a complete, it's, it's that God, 
I, I know God's in control of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh great instance was just, it takes a lot to rattle me. Okay. And, and so it really takes a lot for me to either get angry or get off, you know, I've uh, never seen kill. you angry. I, I mean, I, it's, it's happened a or couple rattled. times. Yeah. But I act knowing that as long as it's right, first of all, mm-hmm. you can't be doing something wrong. Right. Let's be very clear. You just don't go, you know, I'm going to do this. And, and, you know, if it's illegal or immoral or something right. like I'm that. I'm still going to do it. Right. That, that it doesn't line up mm-hmm. at all, right, with God. But if I see it and I believe that I'm able to accomplish it, I know that God's working through me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that 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 just by living out, God's working. God's going to work through me. Yeah, that so, He's gifted right, you right. to take action. Yeah, so it's not it's not a th- it's not where I got I go, and <laughs> and and I you know I, this and I may be completely wrong, but I don't go. All right, God, I'm going to start a convention series and you know, I really want you to be a part of this and, and be in control of this. To me, it's just, I'm going to start a convention series. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do everything I can to align myself with, you know, your principles and your commandments. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to honor you through this. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that's, I think that's how I I live. And, and it's, and it's, I think one of the great criticisms of me, but I think to me, it's kind of a, um, it's a good quality is that, I, I don't, um, again, I don't, I don't get rattled. So it's like, you know, Logan broke his arm on Sunday. Oh no. Yeah. So, and you know, Jaden's flipping out, Danielle's flipping out. I'm like, he broke his arm. We're just going to have to go to the emergency room. Right. And, 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 and that's how it is for me. It's just like, all right, well, this is what we got to deal with. This is our next thing. Yeah. Let's just, mm-hmm. this is we're going to do it and sure I make mistakes, you know, and, and what people don't know about you mm -hmm. is, and I've seen you behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. You're an amazing dad. You're an amazing husband. You're, you're a fierce, you're a fierce warrior. You know, uh, you told my son, uh, in a, on his 13th birthday to be dangerous, Mm -hmm. you know, to pursue danger and not be afraid of it, but just go after it. Uh, being dangerous for God, mm-hmm. and and that's that is how I see you. You know, you, you take action. You don't get rattled. You just say, "Okay, that's just the next thing." Whether it be cleaning the house, doing the dishes, uh, taking care of the kids, uh, getting doing a coffee run for your family, or whatever needs to be done, you you do it. Well, I I very much work orderly. I mean, in the sense of like I. I a lot of times I need somebody just to say this, this, and this needs to be done mm-hmm. and I can do it. A lot of times I'll recognize it, but it's, it's just that again, maybe, maybe some people will think, man, if I acted like that very, you know, on a whim or impulsively, or impulsively, um, you know, I would be a cluster, but for me, it's, um, I've really learned in the last year just how bad I have ADD. <laughs> and this hallelujah is, this we finally is, see it yeah no, i mean and, and this is it's, but it's so true and mm-hmm. then you know i'm really trying to um manage it now mm-hmm. you know with some supplements and you know in tune some and, essential oils uh-huh no but really and, yeah. and 
and it's a blessing and a curse, but I think in the last year it's become more of a curse for me. Yeah. yeah. But, it, and I think, but that ADD is probably also part of the thing that was like, all right, well, we got this and let's go with this and, right. and, and let's go. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I know that if I act properly and do it the right way, yeah, in a way that I'm not dishonoring God, yeah, that it's probably going to turn out right, yeah, 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 and and, and um, and again, it, not it, perfectly, no, not perfectly, but it's probably going to turn out right, and there's probably going to be great opportunities to do a lot of great, lot of great mm-hmm. things, and we've done a lot of great things this yeah. year. I mean, we, and and I say we because the, everybody together, I mean. You know, we've brought in tons of food. We've given away tons of money. We've, you know, made a spectacular Christmas for the the Tennessee Children's Home here this year. And so we've done a lot of, been able to do a lot of great things. But it also doesn't mean that I'm not listening to God. Like I'm not looking for the the cues and the signs or for him to, you know, or that, that, you know, the spirit within me going, you know, this probably isn't exactly what you need to be doing, or it probably isn't right. And, and and I am on, you know, trying to be in tune with that. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, God's not always, that's not the way he always works. Of course you know, not. There's, there's some people will sit and pray and, and, and say, you know, I heard God tell me this. And there's other people that you talk to that pray that would probably say they've never heard God. Right. And, and so he, in that he works in other ways in their lives and mm-hmm. signs and in, in, in moments and experiences and stuff. And for me, it's always just been more of, if I think I'm doing it the right way that he would be okay with, then it's probably going to turn out okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that, uh, that, uh, that I think is important for anybody listening is the just take action. A lot of time people are short on action and, and high on words. Yeah. And, and I, that is so true. It, you, you know, um, people ask me all the time, you know, our story and things like that. But, you know, if you know what you want, know what your dream is and let your dream become your passion. And then it should. And if it's and if you're passionate about it, I really do believe that you will find success and, mm-hmm. and success is not defined by dollars. Right. And, and, and not even really by notoriety mm-hmm. success, I think needs to be more just defined by, um, you know, really two components. One, are you happy? Mm-hmm. Right. Are you happy in what you're doing? And then, and then the other component is, is you know, are you helping others out? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we we that was always our philosophy from the start. Yeah. W- was really to help other people and to give them something that they otherwise would not have had. Right. Um, and it's probably still the thing that probably frustrates me the most when I read comments on you know our conventions or people complaining and things like that. I'm like, gosh. Uh, do you not understand that if Eric and I didn't drive to Georgia and then decide we're going to do a fan meetup, you wouldn't even have this opportunity, but yet you're complaining Mm -hmm. about a certain guest not coming or complaining about, you know, why something costs a certain way. And, um, you know, and it's not a sense of like, you should be so grateful, but it's just that I, I, I take it to such heart that, you know, I want to please people and I want to to do things for them the right way. Right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. It's really good, James. Well, uh we're going to finish up here um and uh and 
call it a day. But, oh, uh, but I could really keep going. I know, is, I know. It, I know. I, I, it's it's amazing sitting here how natural naturally this is, and I because you know when when the podcast ended or the run with you and I, it, it was such a struggle to figure out what my voice was, how I you know because you're the leader. <laughs> I mean, just like this right now, how you're leading through this, that was always your role, and mine was always just to kind of fill in and and banter, add, banter, or add the sarcastic comment, or you know it, but um. Yeah, I could just, I could sit here for a while and, and do this. If it's it really good. easy. It it's is. really easy. It's easy for me to do it. So uh, I miss you, bud. I miss you too. Um, we got to get out and do something. I know. <laughs> Let's get out and do something. We'll figure out something. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, uh, James Frazier, the lion chaser. That's what I'm oh, calling boy. you from now on. All right. Uh, uh, thank you for, for coming on, man. Oh, man. This is so good. I uh, We should do it again. We should that's just... We need to figure out a new podcast is what we need to do. Something something that w- that everybody will be, that you and I will enjoy, that our families will enjoy, and that you know our listeners would enjoy, and that we could talk about for a while. Let's pray about that. All right. Instead of just doing it. <laughs> All right, James. All right, Thanks, bud. man. That was great. It.